Richard Nixon. Well, I'm not a crook. Ronald Reagan. Tear down this wall. George W. Bush. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And Donald Trump. And a friend of mine for a long time, he uh, only likes politics. If you ask him about how are the Yankees doing, he has no interest. If you ask him almost anything, he likes politics and he's a professional at the highest level Roger Stone. All of these presidents relied on one man to secure their seat in the Oval Office. That man is Roger Stone. This is The Roger Stone Show on 77 WABC. Uh, this is The Roger Stone Show on WABC Radio. WABC making AM radio great again. And now we are joined by former interim UFC welterweight Competitor ranked number one in the UFC welterweight division, Colby Chaos Covington, uh, who is going to be fighting for the belt again very shortly. Now, yesterday there was, and I want to stress this, a rumor all over the Internet that uh, that bout, which uh, will be uh, between Leon Edwards, the Jamaican-born English-raised current welterweight champion, and Colby Covington, uh, maybe, maybe November 11th in Madison Square Garden. This has not been confirmed uh, by Dana White. Uh, it was a hot rumor on the internet last night. I'm hopeful that the that the that the bout will be in the United States, will be in Madison Square Garden, because well, I want to be in the front row. I I don't want to get blood on me, but I want to be uh, in the front row. Uh, I went to my first UFC fight in Las Vegas uh, two Saturdays ago. It was one of the most extraordinary experiences I have ever, I've ever had. Now, I had the high honor of going with President Donald Trump, who was a guest of Dana White, uh, and received a tumultuous hand. Uh, let me make some observation. Uh, there, there are no vegans uh, at a UFC fight. There are, there's nobody snacking on tofu. Uh, at a UFC fight, I didn't. I didn't see any atheists. Uh, in fact, I didn't see any liberals at a UFC fight. I did see a lot of red-blooded Americans. It was one of the most incredible experiences I have ever had. Uh, and uh, I know that President Trump has said numerous times that Colby Covington, uh, who we were together in Palm Beach last Saturday. Uh, is absolutely uh, among President Donald Trump's favorite fighters. He follows the sport more than I do. Welcome to the Roger Stone Show, Colby Covington. Thank you, Mr. Stone. Such an honor to be here today. <clears throat> you know I'll be using the Stone rules all in the lead-up in this promotion to the world title fight in the Garden. And, you know, I think the Garden is the best place to, to let this happen, you know, New York City still has so many conservatives in the tri-state area, but it's Trump country. It's MAGA country out there. So this fight needs to go down there. You know, they need a, a little bolt of electricity into that city because we know that the local government's just been rotten and corrupt in New York City and rotting that, that city from the inside out. So we need to bring it back and make that city great again. Well, there are certainly many, many, many patriots uh, in the greater New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. I mean, we talk a lot of politics here on the Roger Stone Show. I just want to say these are my personal opinions. That doesn't mean that they are the opinions of the owners of the management of WABC Radio. I'm solely responsible for what I say here, uh, and I'm pretty blunt when I do it. But uh, you've been an out 
outspoken supporter of President Trump uh, and uh, and his America First agenda. Uh, and I salute you for that because in my more recent experience, I have found uh, that people in, in athletics, uh, professional athletics, uh, in entertainment, uh, in the music world, uh, they're more concerned about their career trajectory and they don't want to talk about what they believe for fear that it might have a negative commercial impact uh, on their careers and, and frankly, how much money they make. Not so Colby Covington. He has been very outspoken uh, in his support for the president uh, and for the America First agenda, and I salute you for that. Uh, but let me ask you, what is your reaction to Leon Edwards essentially taking the summer off uh, I think he's been punking you, making fun of you, saying that you're begging for an opportunity to fight him. I saw him uh, uh, really taunting you uh, there in Las Vegas. What's your reaction to all of that? Yeah, my, my reaction is he's just another, you know, soy boy from the left. You know, he's putting all this soy, eating all this tofu. He, you know, he's soft, Roger. He's not tough like you. He's He's not like he doesn't follow stone rules. He's not going to put himself out there and make himself stand out. He doesn't want to take risks. You know, he's, he's a soft soy boy. He's trying to get the easiest fall and look for the easiest fights out there. He doesn't want to fight the toughest fight and competitor across the octagon from him and myself, Colby Covington, you know, that brings MAGA bombs and brings electricity every time he steps in the octagon and in an arena. So, you know, he's been laying the inevitable stone, but there is no denying greatness. And that's, that's kind of my message to a lot of conservatives, you know, and when I was speaking at Turning Point last weekend is, okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe you can't speak on your conservative beliefs because you'll get canceled. You'll get silenced by the media. But you know what you can do? You can become undeniable. And if you come undeniable with your your winning ways, then no one can, can turn you away. You, will, you won't be denied. So you have to become a winner. You have to put in the work and work hard and become undeniable. And that's what we've done. Now, have you thought about your attire for the next fight? In other words, I really think it's vitally important, going back to the Rocky movies, that you wear American-flagged MAGA uh, shorts for your upcoming bout. What do you think? Something, it's the kind of thing Apollo Creed wore. I, I love that idea, Mr. Stone. I was just going to ask you, what do you think? You're the best-dressed man in politics, man, so I, I have to get a... Uh, a page out of the chapter of the legendary goat, Roger Stone. <laughs> well, look, Leon Edwards is a uh, Jamaican. Uh, you're an American, therefore you're going to be representing America. Yeah, I think you need a, uh, you need a red, blight, white, and blue themed uh, outfit for the fight. Uh, but if we can be serious here for a moment, uh, do you have a message for people your own age who seem to me to be mired down in victimhood, blaming others for their own problems, uh, blaming people for things that happened 150 years ago for their current hardships, uh, subsisting on a diet of processed food, fast food, uh, soy, milk. Uh, do you have a message for these people? Yeah, my, my message is the same that comes from the stone rolls. You know, you got to be ruthless and you got to destroy your enemies. And I know that's going to, that sounds like just such a simple thing, but it's much more complex. It's your daily work habits. It's the work you're putting in, it's the, the work and the grind you're on, the information you're taking in, not just listening to 
the CNN regurgitated fake news talking points. No, going out, doing the research, finding the information and finding the truth for yourself. And when you do that, then you won't become a victim. You'll become a winner and you'll become a champion. You know, in preparation for this interview, I watched a couple of videos of you fighting. Uh, I really loved your kind of patented spinning back kick. That's the best way I can I can describe it. Just remind me not to get drunk sometime and get into a fight with you, okay? Because I don't <laughs> think I would I don't think I would do too well. Uh, tell people, you know, where you grew up, where you came from, what your early life was like. I think a lot of people want to know more about you know, you as a person, as opposed just to you as a highly disciplined athlete. Yeah. So growing up, you know, I, I grew up in a blue collar family, you know, I was in a single family, you know, my mother raised me and she was working three jobs to put food on the table. And, you know, she gave me an outlet and an opportunity in life to chase my goal. She said, Hey, Colby, I'm going to put you in wrestling and you're not going to get bullied that way. You're going to be able to not be bullied and, and control your destiny and create your own destiny in life. So he put me on this path of wrestling. And then later in life, when I got to college, I realized, Hey, there's no outlet to make financial gains in wrestling. So I'm going to have to switch to something else, another career. And that was at the time UFC was exploding on the scene. So I'm like, Hey, let's go to UFC. Let's, let's go, you know, like stone rules. You taught me, you know, let's go take risks. Let's go put it all on the line. And it's better to be infamous than not be famous at all. So, that's what I've done, and, and here we are today. And, you know, I like to consider myself tough, Roger Stone, but I honestly, you and POTUS are a different level of tough. The, the amount of smear campaigns, I've never seen people have to endure as much hate, and, and you guys don't back down to anybody. So you guys are my role models and inspiration in this career, and I'm going to get this world title for you guys in a couple months. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I asked you this the other day, but I'm going to go back to it again. Uh, I asked you if you're a boxing fan. You, of course, said yes. Who is your favorite boxer of all time? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I've changed my opinion since then, and I got, I got to go with Joe Frazier. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the things you told me about him, and I did a little research, and I, you know, I dug into his personality and his character. I found out that he's the type of person that I want to align myself with, and I value as the greatest boxer of all time. Wow, smoking Joe Frazier from Philadelphia. Uh, when I went to Donald Trump's wedding when he was married to Marla Maples, I was an honored guest there at the Plaza Hotel in New York, and they had assigned seating. My wife and I were, we were very excited about the fact that that we were seated with Joe Frazier uh, and his wife. Let me tell you, smoking Joe was a real gentleman. Uh, and he was much, much broader than boxing. We talked a little bit about boxing, but we, we talked a little bit of politics and, and uh, what was going on in the country at the time. He's a great man. Now, most Americans will probably say when they're asked that question, Muhammad Ali, uh, he was also a great boxer. I had an opportunity to meet him in 1988 at the Republican National Convention. By the way, Ali was a Republican. Uh, his, uh, his wife... Uh, his widow lives here in the greater Fort Lauderdale area, has become a very good friend of mine. Uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm mesmerized by that world uh, because I don't think people understand the level of commitment and discipline, particularly, that go into being a professional athlete. So specifically, Colby, when it comes to your preparation for a fight, uh, how do you prepare yourself 
for an epic showdown like you're going to have here uh, with with Leon Edwards in the very near future? How do you how do you get ready for that? Yeah, Mr. Stone, it just became a lifestyle to me. Most people like to say, oh, you're in a training camp. Oh, you have eight to ten weeks to prepare for a fight. No, that, that's not how I look at it. I look at it as just a lifestyle to me. I committed my whole life to it, 24-7, 365. All I do is eat, sleep, and breathe fighting. So, you know, I don't have to get ready. I'm always ready. I stay ready, and I was born ready. So, you know, just doing what I do every day, you know, putting clean foods in my body, you know, uh, you know, reading good articles that, that inform my mind and challenge my mind to get better, you know, and, and then obviously going in and putting in blood, sweat, and tears in the gym where, you know, I'm putting in 10, 20, 30 rounds on the bag and on pads and, and sparring. And, and if I do those things, I know it gives me the best chance to be uh, an all-time great like yourself. So would you say you prefer ground fighting to boxing? I would say that I actually enjoy boxing a lot more, the art of it. I just think it's so complex, and you can never really perfect boxing and, and the, the art of sweet science. But, you know, I do love ground fighting. I grew up, and I've done ground fighting for 28 years, most of my life. But, you know, I, I just love the complexi- complexities of, of uh, boxing now. Uh, so in your career, who would you say uh, in the octagon, who hit you the hardest? Um, who hit, Honestly, the, the guy who hit me the hardest in the octagon was a guy named Ruthless Robbie Lawler. And he just retired uh, about a couple weeks, two weekends ago. You know, first bout Hall of Famer, former UFC champion. He was the guy, Roger, that was under your bed at night. And your mom would say, hey, that's the boogeyman of the, of the UFC welterweight division. So this guy was ferocious, had a big punch, and you know it was an honor to share the cage with him and, and get to beat him and, and, and do so in front of the first family, the Trump family. Uh, what would you say was your greatest moment in the octagon to date? I would say my greatest moment in the octagon was, you know, in, in the United Center for the, the world championship and being able to call my shot saying that I was going to go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and go deliver that belt to Donald Trump on his desk. That, that changed my life forever. And, and you know, it, it, uh, it, it etched my name in a, in a different level that any of these fighters will ever touch. Most of these guys are just fighters, but we became more than just a fighter. All right. Now I'm going to get a little personal here. Uh, I know that you are single and I have read that you supposedly dated a, uh, a female UFC fighter, Pollyanna uh, in the past. Now I don't know if this was just a, a brilliant political stunt by uh, probably publicity stunt by Dana White, who is, let's face it, a master marketer when it comes to the sport. Uh, But uh, is this true? And if you had an argument with her, weren't you ever worried that she might take you down and tap you out? (laughs) Absolutely not, Mr. Stone. There's, There's a reason that women are in women's sports or men are in men's sports, you know, and that's how it should be left, you know. I'm the best man fighter in the world. And everybody knows the makeup of a man. You know, we have denser bones. We have testosterone flowing through our bodies. So there's never, ever going to be a scenario where a man can beat, or a woman can beat a man. So I never had to deal with that. But, you know, honestly, let's, let's talk about your antics. You know, we need to, we, you know, Dana White and Don Stone would have had their hands full if Roger Stone would have come in the world of promotion. If you would have came to the UFC back in the, you know, the 80s, 90s, you would have taken it over. They should be giving you a pat on the back and 
and, and be thanking you for not coming and stealing their job. Well, my, my question was obviously a joke. One thing I think you and I, President Trump, all agree is that men should not compete in women's sports. Uh, it's unbelievable that some people find that controversial. Once again, the views expressed on this show are my views, not necessarily the views of WABC Radio or its management. Uh, but we try to tell it like it is here on the Roger Stone Show. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Colby Chaos, Chaos Covington, who is headed for a very big, much-anticipated championship fight uh, where he will fight uh, the, uh, the uh, Jamaican-born and English-raised current welterweight champion Leon Edwards uh, for the belt. Uh, everybody in the UFC community is talking about this fight. There was huge speculation on the internet last night that this fight may be, may be coming as soon as November 11th, uh, supposedly or allegedly at Madison Square Garden. But that doesn't come directly from Dana White until he formally announces it. It's all rumor and speculation. One thing I know about Colby Covington is he will be ready whenever that bell rings. He'll be ready whenever the time comes. Uh, he is not a man who hides his light under a bushel when it comes to his belief in God, when it comes to his belief in America, when it comes to his outspoken support for President uh, Donald Trump. Uh, let's get back to the sport here for a minute. Uh, what is your, what's your favorite submission move, Colby? My favorite submission is a head and arm choke. It's a it's a choke that you know I grew up with in wrestling, and you weren't allowed to actually do the choke, but we would get in that position a lot because a head and arm throw is a is a common move that a lot of amateur wrestlers use. So, I would say the head and arm choke. Uh, would you say that your outspoken political views have positively or negatively impacted your very large fan base? For my fan base, you know, I think it's positively, in fact, impacted it because, you know, the silent majority of people realize that I have this platform and people are trying to silence me. You know, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, they've all tried to, to, to suppress my free speech. They've all tried to, you know, shadow ban me, take me out of the algorithm so people couldn't find my name in there. But everybody knows, you know, I'm, I'm the best UFC fighter and they're, they're looking for me when when I'm entertaining them on press conferences and they're trying to find me on social media and they can't find me. So I think people respect the fact that I took this road less traveled, the, the road that not a lot of people want to do because they know it's going to upset their finances. But it's not about finances to me. It's about getting my message out and standing up for what I believe in, which is uh, conservative beliefs. And let's just talk about the, you know, the poor schmuck in the FBI office is listening to this show right now. Shout out to them. Shout out to the nerds of the FBI, the corrupt, collusive government over there of the elite. Well, I mean, I, I, I let me just say it on the Roger Stone show. If you're invited, you're indicted. So uh, uh, there's no <laughs> doubt we're probably being probably being monitored uh, at this very moment. Colby, uh, where do you where do you live today? Where's your legal residence today? So my legal residence today is in Miami, Florida. Um, I train in Hialeah in the heart of uh, Miami, Florida. And uh, I, I love everything about the 305. You know, I, 
this has become my home and and you know i i i'm the king of it you know a lot of people like to call me the king of miami i had some great titles uh roger you know king of miami people's champion america's champion but my most favorite title of all is donald trump's favorite fighter it's an honor to represent trump in in the fighting field because he's the biggest and best fighter we have today you know the guy is up against all the collusion all the the elites of the government trying to come after him with all these fake smear campaigns and he keeps fighting back so he likes to tell me that i'm the toughest guy he knows but in reality he's the toughest guy i know and the toughest guy on planet earth so uh, the reason i ask you about where you lived hialeah by the way that is trump country it doesn't get any more uh, red than that uh, many people have asked me uh, whether after you decide to retire uh, from fighting uh, in the UFC, and obviously this is not going to happen anytime soon. You're a young man, but would you consider a political career? This is a two-part question. Would you consider a political career? And if you would, I just happen to know a political consultant who's really, really good and lives pretty close to Hialeah. <laughs> Let's just say I want to leave it up to the will of the people. But if I'm getting an endorsement from Roger Stone, the most powerful force in politics, then what else do I need? Well, politics, like uh, like fighting, like professional fighting, uh, discipline is the single most important quality. Uh, discipline, obviously, the ability to raise the resources to be able to communicate uh, and the discipline to spend those resources wisely, not to get sucked up into the 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 in speak and the echo chamber of politics but i've got to say having watched many of your interviews in preparation for this interview i think that you could have a, a great uh, future political career uh it takes heart uh it takes uh, it takes uh, discipline it takes an enormous amount of hard work uh it, it is all consuming people don't understand this but running for congress running for the senate running for the school board, running for county commissioner, running for president. It is, it's all consuming. I mean, you give up so much in your life for a, for a designated period of time. Uh, it, it, it dominates every aspect of your life. I don't think that's different in preparing uh, for a welterweight championship bout. Uh, and therefore the discipline would not be new to you. You're very telegenic. Uh, I love that suit you were wearing when I saw you on Saturday. Uh, it was uh, it was a standout. So you've got the you've got the style. Uh, you've got the wrap down because you know what you believe in. See, working for 40 years in American politics, I have never told the candidate what to think. I might tell them after doing some sophisticated polling what issues to emphasize and what issues to de-emphasize. But I have never once uh, in a 40 plus career in American politics told a, a, a candidate or a prospective candidate to change their position or to adopt a position they really didn't believe. In your case, I don't think this is a problem. You know what you believe and you're outspoken about it. It's one of the reasons uh, why I admire what you have achieved so far, and I have no doubt that your greatest athletic achievements lie ahead. Uh, when do you think we're going to know uh, about when this epic bite about between 
you and Leon Edwards is going to take place. When are we likely to know for sure? I think for sure when they, they have a show in London this weekend and they go to Salt Lake City the following weekend. So I think within the next two weeks when they get home from Salt Lake City, they're going to get pen to paper. We're going to get this title fight on the books. And we're going we're gonna to go out there and put on the biggest spectacle of the year. You know, we're going to have, you know, the great Roger Stone in attendance front row. We're going to have Donald Trump's front, uh, front row, the people's champion, the people's president, the best president of all time, Trump 2024. And you already know, Roger, we're going to the Trump Plaza and we're going to party in the Trump Plaza with the world title for America and the people. So I think in two weeks we get this going. Well, in a dream I had last night, Colby, I pictured you holding the belt above your head to massive cheers uh, and the things I dream about almost always come to pass. So I want to thank you for joining us here on the Roger Stone show at WABC radio. Uh, and once this fight gets for sure, you have an open invitation to come back here on the show at WABC. Uh, and we will get into the specifics of what you're doing to get ready for what's going to be the hottest most watched fight perhaps in UFC history when you go head-to-head uh, with Leon Edwards for the World Welterweight Championship. Colby Covington, thank you for joining us here on The Roger Stone Show. Thank you, Roger, and thank you, WABC, for having the legend on there and having his, his voice and platform. God bless you. Have a great Friday, and I look forward to talking to you soon, Mr. Stone. All right, folks, that was Colby Covington, UFC welterweight, uh, ranked number one in the UFC welterweight division. He's fighting very soon for the championship, next in line to battle for the belt. Uh, and we're going to keep you up to date on that. Uh, we don't yet know the date and the place of that fight, but we are expected to learn it soon. In the meantime, thank you for joining us on WABC and The Roger Stone Show. Thank you, Colby. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Colby. Thank you, Roger. Have a great day. Great. Good job. Great job. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.